Welcome, welcome, welcome to Geeks with Kids' first gaming review episode. Now, for those of you that are new to the show, Geeks with Kids is a bi-weekly podcast from a parenting point of view. I am one of your hosts, Eric, and joining me this week is Michael. Hello, Michael. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Um, so we're doing something new here. Like, we've had gaming episodes in the past, but... Yes, um, we have. We had talked just a couple of weeks ago about maybe doing something more regular, I guess would be the term, where yeah. we, we would take games that we're playing or games that companies have recently released and, you know, we're taking them for a test drive and like letting our kids try it because as parents, um, you know, gaming is part of our ecosystem, like our, yeah. our lives. We, we game when they're sleeping. Sometimes we let them game when they're awake. Um, we have... Yeah. And we all have kids of various ages. But it's it's even like the the idea that, you know, being able to listen to a show that will give you kind of a parenting perspective on gaming is is, is something that I know that I would be really interested in. I'm, I'm always wondering what, what kind of games should I be showing my kids, mm-hmm. what things are appropriate. And, and, uh, and so hopefully this helps a few people. I know definitely for me, um, the idea first popped into my head when I went over to my friend's house and they're, he's not really a teen. He's, he's, he's like a, preteen he's like 12 ish uh-huh. he's like he's like bro bro oh, so he's, play, he's playing fortnite he said bro we should go downstairs <laughs> and we should play fortnite i was like fortnite <laughs> sure i guess and so and then and then he kept on calling me bro during that that whole yeah. time and i was like dude i'm not your yeah. bro yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then he started doing the orange justice dance right uh yeah he actually did do the orange right, justice dance but he, he was much better at me than Fortnite. you know maybe we'll do an episode on Fortnite because i'm horrible at it um i don't know i don't understand it um but i'm good at PUBG, which is weirder and 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 not only are are like younger people really really good at Fortnite, but they're really good at Fortnite on a phone you know what I mean? Like people can play for like young kids can play Fortnite on a touch screen, like no one's business. And I'm still like, I, I need some controls if I'm going to play a yeah, game yeah. like that. And they don't even care even if they're playing Fortnite, as long as it's Fortnite theme. Cause they kids came to our house dressed up as Fortnite characters. Oh yeah. Kids, you know, are going out to dance lessons that are just Fortnite dances, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. Hey, you know, if it keeps them active, sure, why not? Exactly, why not? Um, so we were talking about this Geeks with Kids gaming, um, these gaming episodes, and we're not going to release them every week like we're releasing the podcast. We're, well, we're releasing the podcast every other week. Um, these ones will come pretty much on our off, our off weeks, but not necessarily every off, off week because, you know, we have kids, so... It's like when you tell someone you're coming over to their house and, uh, you know, you're going to be there at like at like 10. But when you have kids, you have to add like an extra hour to that. It's true. It's true. And and me being Filipino, you have to add an extra like 15, 20 minutes. I'm not just for <laughs> Filipino time. <laughs> so um, for these episodes, we're going to release this one as a podcast because, you know, we want to introduce you to this uh, this format, this gaming format. But yeah predominantly we're going to be releasing these as youtube videos so that we can show footage from the game i don't know if we're going to eventually show us playing the game we'll see how we feel about that being on camera we're gonna have to get like a green screen behind us exactly and like a gaming chair uh yeah but i need a better chair as an as a parent i need a good chair so that i have back support i just want to sit there and i want to be like hey you know thanks uh johnny uh 552 for the $5 tip. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, you know what? We'll we'll I think we do have a Twitch page, so we'll we'll start streaming there eventually <laughs> as well. Especially well, since we we're going to be reviewing these newer games like the one we're going to talk about today is a game made by Ubisoft Toronto, so 
a company close to our hearts. You know, they're not too far yeah. away from us. Oh, um, Canada. Yeah. Um, so this game is called Starlink Battle for Atlas. It was released fairly recently, I think two weeks ago, on Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. And the cool thing about this was, is um, for Nintendo Switch players, they get additional ships, no, not ships, one ship, um, additional an additional pilot, and additional exclusive missions. And those were all based on the Star Fox franchise. So you get Fox McCloud, you get an R-Wing, and you get a bunch of Star Fox missions, which is incredibly awesome pretty cool like i I remember seeing the the announcement of this game and and thinking oh is this is this like a spiritual successor to star fox is that what they're trying to do here and And you know what playing the game now like we'll get into it more in depth but it definitely feels like it could fit in that universe yeah which i think is is neat um another interesting aspect about this game you know we're going to go into the toy line i know we're going to talk about it later but um (laughs) this game is a it's one of those what are they called? Toys to Life. Toys to Life games. So yeah. pretty much like Skylander or Amiibos for Nintendo or Disney Infinity. Oh, and Lego Dimensions. I, I've, I've got a plastic tub full of Lego Dimensions and a plastic tub full of Disney Infinity. And, yeah. you know, RIP both those games, you know, because they were both pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I luckily only went over to the Amiibo land. So I have a handful of those yeah. just sitting there. Luckily, they still use them for the Switch. So basically, for those of you that aren't in the know, um, Toys to Life are games where you pretty much put a toy onto a sensor, the sensor reads it, and then you see it on screen. So in the case of Lego Dimensions, you would put together a Lego toy and you put it on there and look, there's the Batmobile or look, there's, yeah. I don't know, Gandalf or something like that. Yeah, and you put up, you put him on the platform, and and you can play as him, and he, he you know, you, you can go into specific levels and stuff. And mm-hmm. it was the same thing with Disney, Disney Infinity, right? They they include all these these well known Disney characters, and you can jump into their worlds and cast spells and level up characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. So Starlink, um, for the for the base story, is it's about this spaceship crew from definitely Earth because they talk about it. Yeah, they're, they're, they mentioned they're from Earth. Actually, one of the characters uh, believes the planet is called Dirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. No, no, it's Earth. It's Earth. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are crazy. Um, So pretty much they're on this ship called the Equinox, which sort of seems like this giant ship, sort of like the Normandy from Mass Effect. Yeah, like a mothership. Exactly. And they're going around doing this the Star Trek thing where they're exploring, right? And their leader gets kidnapped by an evil alien and ooh, and then, you know, they have to save them and save the universe. But but they're all like elite pilots, right? So um, not only are they on this ship traveling, exploring and stuff, but they have these these fighter fighter ships that they can use to explore with or to battle with and so all the main characters happen to be pilots as well and luckily for us as consumers um because of this game is a toys to life game game there are many different pilots you can buy and different ships you can buy and different weapons and, <laughs> and stuff and you can um inter swap these different ships and and weapons and wing types to get different combinations on screen the ships look really cool. Yeah, the models are really nice. Like the details, really cool. Like I really want that R wing. I don't have a Nintendo Switch yet, but yeah. I would just for this game because um, the R wing looks great. The little Star Fox that comes with it. So the 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 starter kit for Nintendo Switch is an R wing, three weapons, and two pilots. Um, right. Whereas everyone else gets one ship, three weapons, and one pilot. Um, so yeah. Nintendo Switch people get something a little bit extra. Plus, they get a cooler looking ship. Yeah, it's 
I don't, I don't know. I, like we've, we've been playing the PlayStation 4 version of this game, but I've been tempted to uh, to, to pick up the uh, Switch version to try it out. And just to just to have the, <laughs> the little ship. I will... To have the little ship and, and, and to have the, the flexibility of saying, you know, hey, I'm, I, I want to explore the universe on the toilet. Yeah, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's just confusing. <laughs> um, but yeah, talking about the toys, like, do you think this is sort of a worrisome thing? Like we talked about Skylanders and Disney Infinity. There's... They're definitely on the way out, if not already out already. They are, they've already been canceled. Has Skylanders been canceled? No, Skylanders is still still around. Uh, Disney Infinity was canceled as well as uh, Lego Dimensions. Mm-hmm. And, and there was a time where you'd walk into even like a Walmart like electronics section and like an entire rack would just be Disney Infinity or, or more recently the Lego Dimensions characters. And now all of that stuff is gone. Mm-hmm. And I, I, um, I've collected quite a bit of the Lego Dimension stuff, but not all of it. And, and mm-hmm. I'm walking around like, hey, I, I want to see if I can find, uh, you know, maybe some clearance items that I can pick up. And they're, they're all gone. That's why Dollarama is so wonderful. Well, they, I've gotten a few from Dollarama. It actually worked yeah. out nice. The good thing about um, like Lego Dimensions is that they're Lego, so you can just use them in Lego building like they're with your kids. Lego, yeah. But like Disney Infinity, like those are just now little statues, which look really yeah. cool, but little statues they're, they're they're nice looking and and they're, they're like action figures but they, they you can't pose them or or move them around or anything they're they're really meant to be placed on a platform and played in a video game yeah i know this game is um meant for kids 10 and up like it's e for everyone 10 and up but this definitely speaks to the collector in me because every single model looks so good that oh. i'm just like oh and different enough that i'm like oh i want that one on my on my shelf and oh i want that one on my shelf yeah they could put a dent in your credit card a little bit Yes, definitely, especially at this Christmas time area. Like yeah. we're in November, recording November third, and we're just like, okay, well, I don't need to spend one hundred and twenty dollars on four ships. Wait, three ships. Um, yeah, well, you, you have to spend the hundred dollars on the base game, and then and then what is it, forty dollars for each additional ship? We're we're, we're talking in, in Canadian dollars here. Yeah, uh, but uh, you, you know, adjust your currency accordingly. <laughs> I think that um, because we are, um, we both have the digital version of this game now. I think I might just get one of the little connectors for the controller. They're about $20, $30. So you yeah. can just connect ships up. But then you wouldn't get that original ship, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Anyway, that's not important. Let's let's talk about the story in general. I talked about how it's sort of a the standard space thing. What did you think of the story? I thought it was I thought it was kind of fun. Like it it, it wasn't uh, difficult to understand in any way. It, it seemed like it was very much aimed at a younger audience. Yep, for sure. I found that the voice acting uh, was quite well done, um, but but it seemed also very, uh, very clear. And I'm going to say it was almost like Disney Channel, like the way every character spoke with like a flawless accent, uh, regardless of what planet they were from. Yeah, yeah. There, 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 there was this feeling, like especially the art style and and the way everyone's animated and how they're yeah. talking. It reminds me of I don't know if you've seen Star Wars Resistance, that new yeah Star Wars yeah. show. It reminds me of them. Like all the aliens look different, but they all sound. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, yeah. They're 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 very easy to understand. And to and understand, and yeah. the the characters' names are all like like very normal sounding mm-hmm. names. Like, but they're spelled differently. You'd have like Carl, and it would be spelled like K A Y R L E or something like that. My favorite one is that there's a there is this being that's on the equinox that's like made up of millions of other beings. Uh-huh. So sort of like this collective of 
entities that move as one. And the name that they gave it was the judge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone working towards one thing. I thought that was really funny. And I thought, oh yeah, you named this alien the judge just to make it easy. But like, like a story like that, like a, a sci-fi story like that, I feel like if they tried to you know, give it more of an adult kind of feel, especially with the voice acting and the, and the names of the planets and the, and the ships and the, and the, and the aliens and stuff. I feel like you'd start to lose some of the kids. Mm -hmm. Like, like I feel like um, some of that story could, could kind of slip away, especially with the younger, younger kids playing. Uh, But when my son was playing it, like everything, he said, everything was making perfect sense to him. He knew exactly what was going on. And the characters spoke very, very, uh, you know, it was very intelligible and you knew exactly what you were supposed to do. And and everybody was so polite in the game too. Like all the characters, yeah. were like, even the gruff ones. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm just here to help. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I I feel like this game it's being compared to No Man's Sky a lot, but story wise, I think this game is like Mass Effect Andromeda Light. Um, yeah. Right. Because yeah. you go into different planets, you're you're sort of cultivating it, not cultivating it, but you're you're meeting all these different people, you're collecting resources, and you're you're helping them and you're moving to the next planet and the next planet. Yeah, and it's because this this one ship sort of entered this new sort of area of space that's sort of unexplored by them and and they're they're exploring it for the first time and yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Draw it a light. <laughs> and put, I think put this, that on the box, Ubisoft, put that on the box. I think this is a good game to introduce at least younger players into that type of sci-fi trope like the 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 explorers and then the going to different uh, planets and like if it if it's a stepping stone to the good mass effect games or harder sci-fi like 2001 like arthur c clark like if it gets them interested in that i think this would be a good stepping stone as especially for yeah. younger kids like but even as a kid's game like i felt like the parts of the story were, were intriguing me as well like I, I was having a lot of fun playing it I, i'm not saying that it, it's degraded because it's for kids i'm just saying that it's a good way to start and it and yeah. it's not taken away like you said uh, being an adult yeah yeah it's a, a good a good entry point so um i started with mason as my main character did you start with mason as well I did, yeah. Yeah. I, I I was tempted to start with the uh the character that was kind of like a uh the the, the blonde kid with the, that was kind of like a troublemaker. Yeah, um, yeah, he was funny. I, I thought he'd be funny, but then I was like, I, I wasn't sure how choosing the pilot at the beginning was going to potentially affect the story. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and when they describe the characters, they say things like, uh, you know, uh, the the one character uh, always you know gets himself into trouble, but always seems to get out, you know without without ever you know a scratch or, or whatever and i was like oh i wonder if that means that he's going to control differently or if the uh if the difficulty is going to be a little harder if i play as him mm-hmm. um so i just ended up picking sort of the default character but yeah. uh, now, now i'm realizing that i probably could have picked any of the characters it really wouldn't have made a difference yeah pretty much i picked mason just because he was the person in the all the promotional material so he seemed like the, the game was made for him so i right. wanted to take it from that perspective especially since the starter packs come with him so he's pretty much the one that everyone will play so although a lot of people on on switch will be playing as fox mcleod yeah yeah why not (laughs) i would do that as well um (laughs) so you talked about the gameplay being different for different characters well we should probably just even talk about the gameplay in general what do you think of it in a general sense so so it is very star fox like Mm -hmm. like a, a lot of the game um it could be spent like basically on the the surface of the of a planet, flying around, uh, shooting at aliens, collecting resources and things. There, but there, there does there is that um, no man's sky mechanic where where you're 
you can scan life forms, you can pick up resources, you can, you can do some base building elements, and, and you can actually fly, uh, you, you can actually hold down R1 and you can fly in the air and then you can actually leave the planet. You can fly right out of, of the atmosphere and go to another planet, mm-hmm. uh, which is all very No Man's Sky. Yeah, it really feels like they took No Man's Sky as like a base idea, which is pretty much what No Man's Sky was when it was released, a base yeah. idea. And then they took it and they improved upon it. Like they made it better. They included the story that's compelling and they made all these, like they made the scanning more fun than No Man's Sky was. Like I, I, I think the idea of an expansive universe was really cool and neat for No Man's Sky. But the fact that, that this game, Starlink, is set in one like oh, one yeah. universe, one solar system, and then only a set number of planets. No Man's Sky it. was way too big for that. It almost yeah. felt overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. And it, it just, well, nothing seemed unique. Like the good thing about this game is like, you're going to visit many different planets and each planet looks different. And there, there's like, there's a desert planet. And then there's like a, this is like Star Wars. We get a desert planet, you get a cold planet, and then you get a hot planet and stuff like right. that. Or, well, desert and hot would be the same. I should have said a gas planet or something like that um because there is a gas planet 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 and a hot planet (laughs) so each one is different and um i I thought it was really neat like because you had the the core mechanic for this game is that you're going to be swapping out weapons so that you can fight certain enemies with certain uh weapon types so for example you'll have like a fire enemy so you'll switch on to like ice weapons and like kinetic weapons which are just like bullets or missiles Or you can actually adjust the, the, depending on what element you uh, attach to a particular, maybe like a more neutral enemy, mm-hmm. you can they blast them with ice first, and then you can blast them immediately afterwards with fire, and it ends up doing additional damage. Yeah, so that would be an elemental combo. You can yeah. also freeze people or make them hot and then shoot them with a kinetic one, and you get a, a different type of combo. Like they're, they're, the, the combinations are endless i'm putting that air quotes because there's only yeah. 12 12 weapon types but um <clears throat> by not 12 weapon types there's 12 weapons i think three or four weapon types which is really neat um but because of the toy to life element you can actually if you have the toys you can take off the weapons off the actual ship that you have connected to your controller and swap it out with different ones and yeah. it'll happen in real time on screen so that's a that's an interesting aspect of the game that unfortunately we didn't get to try yeah, but you're, you're actually like you, you get to choose between either doing it digitally now if you have the physical version maybe you know this more than me if you have the physical version can you still swap them out digitally or are yeah, you forced yeah, to do the yeah, digital? so you can swap them out in the menu or you can swap them out toy wise um personally i think it's faster for me to swap in the menu using buttons than finding things on a desk and be like, okay, <laughs> yeah. which one if which one of these is the kinetic one? Because yeah, I'm, you... I'm being shot at. Where's the fire weapon? Oh my goodness. Luckily it pauses when you switch weapons. Yeah. Um the the <laughs> looking at the menu, like they have all the weapon types on it, right? And it tells yeah. you the, the damage types and all of that. But if you're if you have the toy, you're gonna be looking at it and be like, which one's this? Is this the missile one? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> At least for me as an adult that's com- easily confused, I feel like uh, that would be a little bit harder. It'd be oh, neat- you, you lose like- them in the couch too, right? Exactly, exactly. Like I'm going to keep my, my uh, coffee table free of stuff. <laughs> Just for this game, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> like, like we're we're not we're not necessarily knocking the toys. We're just we're just looking at it as like realistically, 
what what's a better gaming experience right mm-hmm. is one maybe more of a novelty than than the other right i feel like as as a child you probably enjoy it more just because you have the toy in front of you yeah but as an adult that doesn't that's running out of space for all of his collectibles i think that's just gonna be a worse thing for me yeah, yeah. We, we we've still got uh, um plastic instruments from the whole uh, guitar hero rock band era yep they're sitting behind me um <laughs> so what did you think of the combat ver- versus the flying how did it feel for you okay so um i I I was trying. I'm still trying to master the the combat. I know there's a lot of strafing that happens in the game. You mm-hmm. you end especially since a lot of the combat takes place sort of at ground level. And so even though you're in a flying like you're you're in a ship that's flying, it, it's almost more like you're driving. You're hovering for sure because yeah. you cut your engines right. Yeah. yeah, and so you're hovering around. So in order to not get shot at, you sort of have that that left and right that you can go. You can't really, and, and there's a jumping mechanic too. There's a button you can press to, to, to and dodge. a dodge mechanic. Right. Yeah. And so there, 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 there's a bunch of that to kind of master. I, I haven't done, I don't think I've done any combat like from the air. Like I don't, I don't think I tend to do any of that, like trying to, to fly up and, and, and shoot. yeah, you don't really not, not while you're on the plants, you don't really shoot anything while flying. Like, yeah. it, it is definitely all on the ground. The only time you fight in the air is when you're in space. Right. Yeah, and then you're fighting like pirates in the asteroid fields between yeah. between planets and stuff. Yeah, um, but but I also had the the opportunity, and I don't know if you had a chance to try this, but I did some co-op on this game. No, I didn't. I wanted to. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, so I did some split screen co-op uh, with my son, and uh, so he's seven, and and he was. So th- this is just uh, he he was having a little bit of a difficulty. So so this game is a a dual stick control. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was having a little bit of difficulty getting used to that. And I, and I know that's a standard sort of, uh, control option for games. So it may just take him time to get used to, you know, being able to control the camera and, and the direction that he's going all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once he mastered, well, at least got pretty good at that, uh, we were able to play at co-op and it, it split, split the screen for us. And we're basically each in a ship and we're flying around and we're, we're basically doing missions together. Uh, but there, there is sort of a caveat to that. Um, you can't get too far away from each other. I think it's like 300 units mm-hmm. um, is as far away as you can get from, and I could be wrong on that, but it, there's, a, there's a specific number of units. And once you go too far away from your partner, um, it turns like your screen turns red and you get this Starlink weekend, Starlink weekend. And, and it sort of forces you to, to return. And, and it's probably a memory management thing. You probably can't have... The, you know, being at different parts of the planet on the same PlayStation on the same screen at the same time. Uh, but as long as we stayed in the same screen, the same area, uh, we were able to, to fight battles together and fly around and, and, you know, uh, look for resources and everything. It was really cool. I think, it, I think um, having you guys linked closer is probably a good thing for this game, mostly because it's planet wide, right? You don't want to be yeah. on the other side of the planet and your buddy's going to need help. Um, so keeping well, that close it's a good reminder if you go too far away from your your teammates right yeah it's not destiny where you can just screw off to the other side of the <laughs> the map like yeah, when yeah, i exactly. play with you <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the swapping uh weapon element it was kind of, it's kind of neat i i liked how sort of tutorializing it it sort of gave you a hint of which which like at the beginning it gave you a hint of which items you should be using which weapons you should be using mm-hmm. and so it was easy enough to now we're playing the digital version, so it's easy enough to just hit the uh, the triggers and and swap out the weapons, and and each of those weapons can be modded 
Mm-hmm. Right? Did you play yeah. with any of the modding stuff? Oh yeah, I've I've been creating mods now. I don't know if you've gotten that far. We can. Uh, I think I just unlocked the option to do that. So that that adds a whole new element, like it to especially to the the game because you can make the kickback less, or you can make your ship stronger and stuff yeah. like that. So you do like ra- rapid fire, or uh, you know, uh, like additional heat on your on your heat guns or something. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's it's a great way of adding adding more value to your to your weaponry especially since there are only 12 weapons i'm just looking at the nintendo website right now there's actually a a further deluxe edition that has 15 weapons oh maybe we have 15 weapons i can't remember maybe 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 12 is the one that you start with and then so there's like the main digital digital version and then there's a digital deluxe version which which includes six starships uh, 10 pilots and 15 weapons. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, so we talked about the combat, the flying. Would you wait? You you said you didn't do much of the the space combat. Uh, just a little bit. I've, I've only been to a couple of the planets so far. Um, I, I thought it was pretty pretty good. Like the the um, the space combat was um, pretty smooth. Yeah, it's smooth. Um, the only issue I had with it is that once you figure out that uh, you don't really need like they're, they're rapid fire bullets, right? Yeah, for kinetic weapons. Once you figure out that every missile weapon type is better in space combat, you don't want to use anything else because yeah. the homing miss- missiles just follow your targets. Yeah. <laughs> All the missiles. So pretty much when I'm in space, I don't switch my weapons anymore. It's just missile, 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 or missile and kinetic, like bullets. It's, so it's do you, do you feel like that that maybe the, like you're thinking the game should have had maybe enemies that were immune to the uh, the, the seeking missiles or something? Just I don't know. I, I think it's more of the like this isn't like Battlefront where you can target an enemy like you can hold L two and target onto them. You have to actually follow with your sticks. Yeah. And so it's a little bit weirder. Um, and I think having the homing missiles actually home things is probably easier, especially if this is a kid's game Yeah, um, to go for that. But I just, it, I found it a little repetitive. There are, there are a lot of things in this game that are repetitive. Like it, it might feel that way for me and for you as a, a seasoned gamer, but like kids will probably be fine. Like let, let's talk about the repetitive nature of this game. Um, when you get to different planets, it's always, there always seems to be the same, thing over and over again like you'll you go to an observatory or a refinery and they'll be like hey help me fetch this thing over there and bring it back yeah and then, and go, go get this thing go 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 blow up this thing yeah and then you'll go to the next place and they'll ask you to grab something and bring it back and then you could upgrade those bases and whatnot to get you more money but it, there's it's a lot of fetch quests and base clearing and stuff not not to say that that that's a bad thing but well, yeah. it is probably more geared toward a younger audience, yeah. you know, that that, that may um, may prefer sort of that uh, that that sort of rigid kind of structure in their gaming, right? Mm-hmm. My my uh, my son has actually just gotten into uh, Plants vs Zombies, mm-hmm. so this is his current favorite game, and like that's probably about as repetitive as you can as you can get, right? You yeah. plant your sunflowers, you plant your, and then you you know there are obviously a bunch of different plants you can use, but but he likes the idea of just getting really good at that sort of core mechanic. Yeah. Um, and, and so I could see younger kids, you know, you know, 10 years old, 12 years old that really want to get really good at that. You know, I have to go to this planet. I have to upgrade all of these bases. I have to find all the important resources, make sure that everything, you know, that, that I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do so I can be super powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think the thing that makes this game better, like it makes it better for me, the, the repetitive parts of it is that the story is still compelling while you're doing the repetitive yeah. Uh, tasks like I, I look back at Mass Effect Andromeda and a lot of that was fetch quests as well but at least 
I care about the story more than I cared about that yeah. story, which is sad for me to say as a Mass Effect fan. Oh. We're both, me and, and Mike here, big Mass Effect fans. We both have Dude. Normandy sitting right by each other. Wait, yours might be in the other room. but It's in the other room. But yes, yeah. I do, in fact, have it. We can both have them. And for those who are wondering, this isn't a game of Mass Effect length. This campaign is only about 20 hours long, um, at least the main campaign um, with some of the side quests. So there's a lot of side quests on each of the planets. So don't don't feel like the game is just going to be over in a flash. Yeah. It There is a lot to do in it. And is this something that they're looking at, uh, like developing into further? Like, are, are they talking about like a season pass or multiple DLC packs? Or I feel like this is a game that they're going to keep releasing because they'll want to release more toys i don't think they would have made this first wave of toys without planning a second wave and then more dlc for that they haven't announced anything as of yet but um you know maybe i'll I'll talk to our contact over at ubisoft and we'll see what they're planning Um, because i could see them you know potentially adding like additional storylines uh maybe a few new planets like uh, and especially if you're able to sort of continue where you ended off uh with maybe some additional upgrades and stuff, I could see having having more fun with a uh, with a DLC on mm-hmm. this game. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so after letting my son play this this game, my, my wife you know calls me over and she's like, "What's what's this I hear about uh, about him playing a game where he's flying around shooting at things? Uh, I, I thought we weren't going to let him play like these violent games with guns." And and I had to sort of talk to her a little bit about the idea of sort of fantasy violence and and the sort of science fiction. Like it, it's it's very much a fantasy kind of uh, experience with these guns. The, the guns are are over the top. They're cartoonish. Um, mm-hmm. the, the things that you're shooting at are robots and giant aliens and mm-hmm. and, and and you know things that look like uh, bugs and slugs and creatures and yeah. things like that. And so it's not the same as it, that he's just sort of you know playing a game like you know Duke Nukem back in the day where he's just walking around with a handgun just shooting at things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a visual. They're taking a visual cue from Fortnite. Like all the character designs are very cartoony yeah so it doesn't feel as dire and drastic as i'm, I'm comparing it a lot to mass effect andromeda i thought i'd be comparing a lot more to no man's sky yeah but it's definitely more mass effect andromeda like that's yeah. way more serious but this 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 does have the feel like everyone's so it's so lighthearted, and it like it, it like the, the great thing about this game is that it has this diverse crew so everyone's a little bit different and they're all different backgrounds so like me being a person of asian heritage it's nice seeing characters on there that are not just your stereotypical Caucasian heroes. Like yeah. I may have accidentally picked a Caucasian hero to yeah. play as, but like there, there's an option to pick a, a Samoan character and like they're, they're there's lots, lots of lots of female characters, lots of female too. characters, and they're all interesting female characters. Yeah, like the second in command is a, is a female on this ship. Oh yeah, and she's always sending you messages and talking to you through your 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 ship's communication system. And she's not like a hard ass. Like it, it, it comes, she is a hard ass in the game. Like she's, yeah. she's tough, but it's it's from a caring point of view, right? It's just really nice. And, and and even though they're dealing with like a stressful situation, it doesn't seem like it's really putting much stress on the gamer. Like everything is like, oh no, you know, our our, our leader has been kidnapped. We have to save him. But you know, b- by all means, like take your time flying around these planets and scanning, you know, giant like Brontosaurus. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like they they make it sound like, oh, we we, we what do we do next? Oh, let's let's you know, it, it's it's more kind of exciting than it is sort of 
sort of like a, a downer kind of thing that you know mass effect andromeda happened to be <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because you'll be going to the next like main story mission and you'll see a little ship that's like help me help me and you're like yeah why not i'll go over there and help that person yeah, you hold down the button you help them they say thank you there it's teaching kids about politeness you know <laughs> maybe some adults could learn a few things too about politeness yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's go to the final word for this uh this whole game like is it is this a is this a game that you would recommend? Like yeah, like yeah. I I wasn't sure what to what to expect at first. Like I, I thought okay, Star Fox. Like I mean, I played Star Fox on like going back to the Super Nintendo, and I played it on the Wii U. So I've I've, I've sort of played lots of Star Fox, um, and that's honestly what I thought this was. But it's it's so much more than that, and and in in a, in a really good way. Like like Star Fox is, is its own fun thing, um, but this has so many different elements and lots of areas of customization. It it sort of makes me want to just keep going back and even playing for just a little while mm-hmm. and, and yeah. if it and if it can help teach you know kids about some of these game mechanics at a young age then then you know when they get in get a little older and get into some of the more complex games they'll already have some of those background skills yeah yeah and it's not just introducing them to those gameplay mechanics but also the the sci-fi tropes that come with this type of game like this is a great s- giant space adventure and it is an adventure like it's not yeah. it, it feels epic in in a in a fun way and like with lots of different ex- exploration aspects, I think that's a, a great thing to to give kids, especially when a lot of people nowadays, at least young kids, are playing things like Fortnite, where the the yeah. point is killing each other. Like this is this is a good alternative to that, and I hope they do continue this game. And I think it, I hope it does well this Christmas season. Yeah, like like I've I've been playing a lot of Destiny recently. I've been playing a lot of um, Spider Man and. And, you know, I want to get into Red Dead Redemption. Like there's a lot of these serious games in a variety of different genres that have come out recently. And, and, and this one sort of uh, appeared and, 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 you know, it, it had a certain charm to it. And so I would definitely recommend this one. Hmm. So I feel like we should come up with a rating system, but I'm definitely just going to give it a thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, not that you can see it because we're not recording the video from this, but definitely thumbs up to this game. Thumbs up. And maybe we'll throw it out to the listeners. Have you played Starlink? Let us know. Send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.com. Maybe, you know what? Maybe I should do a gaming at geekswithkids.com email address. We'll talk about that later. Um, You can also follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidscn or on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkidspodcast. And all of this contact comes out on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. And if you haven't subscribed to us on YouTube, just look up Geeks With Kids. I think we're going to try to review just dance 2019 soon we're going to talk about destiny 2 because we've reached the one year anniversary of it oh, yeah plus, man, there's so much stuff coming out in that game too plus plus blizzcon released the base game for free for all pc players recently yeah so that's that's a crazy thing let's we can we're also gonna not just talk about video games we'll talk about some board games like drop mix which uh, i'm trying to get other people to play if, if um, i can mention really, really quick like if, if, if our listeners aren't following the instagram feed they really should because I get almost all of my geeky news from from the Geeks with Kids Instagram feed, which uh, which Eric is is so good at keeping up to date. So, uh, like if you're looking for something in your Instagram, where you're gonna always be on the cutting edge, that's that's something to check out. <laughs> all right, thank you. So, thank you, Mike, for coming on again. Well, hey, I look forward to playing more games with you. For uh, sure, yeah. Hopefully in person and online later when we jump onto Destiny Two. Destiny. And to everyone out there, thanks for listening, and we hope to hear from you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.